Hello everyone and welcome back. Sorry for the long delay in between episodes, however today's episode is a great one to come back to. Today we talk with Daniel Adams, who is a music therapist out of Hurricane, Utah. I really enjoyed recording this episode and being able to sit and talk with Daniel, so I hope you enjoy it and are also able to take something positive out of this conversation. All right, so we're here with Daniel. Daniel, tell us about yourself. (laughs) Um, Um would be the great place to start. I have lived in Hurricane, Utah for five years, came down here to get some more sunshine in my life. I A mental health professional once told me I had autism, had kind of a fun journey with that. I, uh, a therapist once told me I had clinical depression and clinical anxiety. And I've been on a journey my whole life to make awesomeness and to inspire as many people as possible to create their own reality intentionally. And had a lot of bumps and bruises along the way. I've been married for 11 years. I have one son who's eight. And parenthood is like the most massively awesome mirror every day there's like so much joy so much like oh man did he learn that from me so much fear so much anger so much sadness like just a fullness of life all from one relationship that's been incredible um and for me Yeah, I've just been on a journey to, like, add as much value as possible to people wherever I go. To serve and be useful, to create meaning, and to step out of old stories. I feel like there are so many stories that we can tell that trip us up, that get in the way of what we really actually want to create. And so that's what I'm all about, stepping out of old stories and helping people do the same so they can create what they want to create. That's awesome. So I know we were talking earlier, and you said you lived in Salt Lake. What brought you to Hurricane? Sunshine. So just strictly... Straight up sunshine. Like, we were up there building life. Um, I had a sweet gig um, working as a music therapist at a hospice agency up there. was crazy busy. Had way more business that I could handle. Um, Had a music therapy business with a number of subcontractors. Mm -hmm. Just providing high-quality services for folks. Um, Using music as the catalyst... Um, to move emotions that weren't working for folks and to create the next phase mm-hmm. um, to create the goals um, and we just um, a lot of clouds up there got kind of crowded for us mm-hmm. and it just hit me one day like I could build life wherever Yeah, like why not go to the place where everybody vacations and just set up shop mm-hmm. so we we came on down, we had some family down here, and that was like a good anchoring spot, and then, you know, we've just been building, building our dream, building my business, building whatever there is to build here in St. George. Yeah, it was strictly a sunshine question. Like, it's awesome down here. It's like, even when it's cold, it's still sunny, like 300 days out of the year. That's been huge for my mental health. Mm-hmm. It's been huge um, to pull me out of some of the depressive episodes. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's the thing I've noticed too. So my sister moved up to Salt Lake for college and she just said like, it's crazy how cloudy it is. And she's like, you don't understand, but like seasonal depression is a real thing up there. Like it just gets so gloomy and everybody gets so boxed up and they just start feeling down. It was like inversion. Of... My birthday's in February. It was always like inversion was crazy. You know, we'd always ski all the time so we could get get up and get out, mm-hmm. <laughs> get in the trees again. Yeah. You like snowboarding? Skiing? I do, yeah. Snowboard. Okay. I skied for the first time. So my uncle, like, he was on um, Ski Patrol at Park City. So he took me a couple of times when I was like 10. And then going through middle school and high school, it was all snowboarding. Um, I sculpted my whole college experience so I could snowboard. And first day out in 2005, um, tore my meniscus. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I still had a whole other semester, you know, left to go, and it was crazy how how plans kind of work out. Yeah, but it was a good chance to pivot. Yeah, and yeah, I love love snowboarding. Um, skiing's hip too. Like I went recently. One of my buddies had some tickets to Deer Valley, so we went ski only. Um, it's like man, I didn't sit down once the whole day. It was great. Like yeah. you know, I see why everybody skis. <laughs> I didn't fall once. <laughs> Yeah, have you gone up, had a chance to go up to Brian Head yet without yeah. letting us know? Not this season. It's in the works. Okay. Yeah, they've just got um, a ridiculous amount, even yesterday and then all throughout last week. Just Been tons and tons of snow, so it's just huge powder season right now. But if you get the chance to, that's definitely a place. Brian Head's awesome. I love it because it's like not a ton of people up there. Mm-hmm. And, like You meet cool people from Vegas and wherever else that are just coming to stay. Yeah. All right, so with your music, I know you do that music therapy. Tell us a little bit about that. How does that, how does that go? So, before anybody can talk, they make sound. It's like one of the... There's evidence that before there's light, there was sound, like in the universe, like Big Bang. Like, it all started with sound. Mm-hmm. Um, they're biblical and like religious teachings about how sound came before light. Um, If you look at infants, like all of them sing, none of them talk. All the adults change their voice in a weird way to communicate with infants. Oh my gosh, it's like, why do we do that? It's absurd. It sounds, we communicate through sounds. 80% of our communication is through body language and a lot of it's through sound. Um, It's like, there's so many sounds that express so much more than words ever could. So I love playing with sound. And I find with my clients that so many of them have experiences that don't have words. Whether it's trauma, whether it's like crazy relationship stuff that they're not understanding, um, you know, stuff with their spouse, stuff with their parents, stuff with their kids. Um, you think about car accidents. Like what sticks in your mind from car accidents? It's the sound of the screeching tires and the sound of the impact. And then there's some body sensations that go with that. So like sound is like, that's what sticks in our bodies and our cells. And so with music and sound, we're giving a voice to things that don't have words. Um, So like I work with a lot of like teens that are experiencing anxiety. Um, I love to help people create the relationships that they want to create. And there are like all these patterns that aren't helping anybody. 
Um, and to be heard, you know, I write a lot of songs with people. Um, we do different creative activities. Like I love to get people drumming because anybody can swing. Mm -hmm. It's like super accessible. You know, I have hospice. I work with hospice folks in their nineties who'll drum with me. I work with kids, adults, whatever. And it's like, it's not so much when we do music therapy, it's not so much about what the music sounds like. It's not about like getting good, whatever getting good means. Yeah. Um, it's about what it expresses. It's about how it feels. It's about what it creates. Um, and they're like, it's crazy to look at all the studies. Like when we sing together, doesn't matter how it sounds, it releases oxytocin into the bloodstream. Oxytocin is the hormone that mom and infant feel when they nurse. It's the same hormones that get released into the bloodstream when we kiss somebody so it's like super powerful feelings in a super healthy container just by singing together um, a lot of times that gives like a dopamine release so like you don't have to get it from the little social media bell at the bottom of the screen that says somebody commented on your whatever mm -hmm. like you can get it from music and like face to face with other people that's what i love about music therapy yeah love getting people to drum speak their stories like there's I just had a lady I was working um, at the spa on Saturday and there was a lady and she was like man you know I just broke up with this guy and that's been really frustrating and I have this daughter in her 20s and I just like have no idea what to say to her and I gave her a drum and was like well like what what would you say to your ex like through the drum she like thought about it for a minute and she's like well like can I really say what I think and I was like yeah for sure and she just like started like killing the drum um and then she finished and she's like wow that felt really good <laughs> like yeah you got a lot to say it's awesome and it's like a really healthy way to say everything that she was thinking and feeling you know and she had quite a lot to say to her daughter like through the drum um so it's just powerful to watch people be able to express themselves and be heard in a safe space and like that totally changes everything and then once we get the emotion to move mm -hmm. through the music there's all this space in the body you know there's silence and it's like what are you going to fill that with what do we get to create next and that's always my next question is like well what do you want to experience in your relationships and most people are like, huh, I never thought about that. I just thought about everything that sucks and how frustrating it is and all the challenges I've had. And it's like, well, cool. Like, we're putting a lot of energy into that. Like, let's move that stuff. And then now we get to actively create the thing that we want to create. Um, what's that going to look like? And she was like, well, I don't want toxicity. And I was like, well, that's great. You just told me what you don't want. Tell me what you do want. And she's like, oh, um love and communication and connection it's like to get folks to start thinking in those terms mm -hmm. is huge for reaching our goals for creating the kind of fulfillment that we want at work at home at play yeah so one thing that really stuck out to me is when you were talking about how a sound was really the first thing to come and sounds what you remember from traumatic experiences and that's just one thing i could relate to when i got i got in a razor accident probably four years ago oh wow and the mo the one thing I do remember is just the sound of like flipping and then hitting the ground and all that metal hitting the ground and then just that feeling of like being tossed around and so that's weird that you like I never really thought about why I only remember that but 
that one sound just really stuck out to me. Kind of wild, right? How that gets stored. Like, I'm curious for you, like, are there any body sensations that come with that? Like, tightness anywhere or looseness? Uh, just kind of being nervous about it. Like, mm. I can kind of fill it up in my neck, you know, like, crunching up. Yeah. But just kind of bracing in a way. Four years ago, right? Like, that's wild that yeah. it's still in the body. Mm-hmm. So that's just something that's weird that it really stuck out. And I just remember, like, it's a distinct sound that I just remember. So, I don't know. It's out there. It's just a weird thing <laughs> to think about. It's like, I wonder why that is. Super weird, yeah. And I don't know the why, I just know that it works. <laughs> I guess I could probably come up with a why, but... Yeah. So, with goal setting, I know that you like to focus on, okay, you have what you have, but what do you want? You need to, like, find what you want. Would you have any tips or advice on how to go about that and really know what you want? It's different for each person, that's for sure. Um, A lot of times our mess is our message. So like the stuff we struggle with the most usually has all the seeds for growth. So like that's a great place to start. Like what's sticky for me right now and that might be a great place to say like, oh, this could be my greatest growth. This could be, you know, the trait or the value that's really going to serve me in my career and my relationships. Um, you know, as I build my body, as I change my nutrition, that's always evolving. Um, when I coach folks, we work, you know, in the, the four areas of development. Um, we set spiritual goals connection goals, meaning goals, purpose goals, whether that has to do with a greater power or a creator, whether that's more along like the Buddhist, you know, notice things like, you know, spirituality can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether, whether it's, you know, you follow a, a Christian denomination or, you know, any shamanism or anything else, you know, there's so many world traditions. Um, we set goals just like what is your relationship with higher power with creator is there a higher power creator where do you find meaning where do you find purpose where do you find joy Um, those kind of goals Uh, we set goals in like emotional and relationship goals what do you want your relationships to look like what kind of traits like nobody wakes up in the morning and they're like man i just really want to fight today with all the people i love yeah. <laughs> but like it's how it shakes down sometimes you know like i remember being with my parents and like we'd be getting ready for thanksgiving or whatever and they're like my mom's like wanting to have this super elaborate feast and my dad's like bugging her about how there's like way too much and it's a waste to cook two of turkeys or whatever you know and they're just like fighting the whole time and it's like this is not fun like this is not the purpose of the holiday so it's like we're setting goals like what are the traits in the relationships that you want to experience what are the values Um, you know we'll take marriage for example if you get married to have kids once the kids are created there's nothing left for your relationship it's done it's fulfilled so it falls apart Mm -hmm. Um, you know if you get married to make money and somebody changes that value and they're not super interested in making money anymore like the relationship's over it's done but like if there are values you know like integrity trust um 
self-actualization like that's what keeps relationships going over the long term is two people that are invested in growing each other and taking cues from the other person and how they'd like to grow so like getting really clear on what are those values is huge in the emotional um, so spiritual goals emotional goals um, from a physical place um, we look at nutrition we look at fitness we look at finance and impact like it's amazing to make money you know add more value than you consume will always create money you know always circulate like real estate's a beautiful example it's like there's so much like how can there be so much success in real estate and how can so many people be doing so well in it well it's all about circulation like mm-hmm. every time there's a transfer there's value being added and money being exchanged so it's like infinite infinite possibilities forever um and what kind of impact is that creating for the families who are buying their first home? What kind of impact is that creating? Like, how can we add meaning and purpose? And that's, I feel like there are so many people right now who are like, yeah, I've been working at a thing and it's fine, but like, I really want to move the needle and create awesomeness in people's lives. How do I do that? Yeah. So we start looking at like, you know, what, what are our products and services going to do for people to make their lives awesome? Um, so that's a goal area. And then, um, that helps give some clarity, I guess, on where to look. Mm -hmm. Just ask some specific questions like, what would you love to make? You know, what do you feel called to make? What lights you up? And then how can you add as much value to other people as possible while you do what lights you up? And then it's passion, right? Like it's the natural outflow of who we are. Yeah. It's not like, you know, you got to drag yourself to work and hate Mondays and praise Fridays and (laughs) it's a weird lifestyle right that like is kind of drummed into culturally what we've created and it starts even in elementary school we teach kids to love love Friday and hate Monday and it's like weird kind of training kids to like get ready for an eight to three experience every day eight to five experience every day but it's like there's so much more that's available to be created. Yeah, no, one thing that I like about both you and then my boss who I interviewed on my last episode is both of you guys seem to have found something that you really truly enjoy. And what it seems like is both of you love Mondays just as much as you love Fridays. And you don't love Fridays because they're turning into the weekend, but it's just because it's another day that you get to do what you love. And so... (laughs) I, I like that because... That's true I, for me. Yeah, I see my boss come in and on Friday, he's kind of sad that he has to go home at the end of the day because he, he loves what he does and he loves to help people find their new homes and right. do it he, all that he can to make them happy and have the, their <laughs> dream home. I've actually like gotten into trouble with some of my loved ones because it's like I never understood like federal holidays and like why we... Like, I was always the guy that, like, I would love to go to a national park on a Wednesday morning. Just, like, low traffic, chill. (laughs) Like, if I'm going to ski, I'm going, like, Wednesday, you know? Um, Just because there's more space for me to do what I want to do. But it's, like, you know, there are a lot... I never understood holidays. Like, why is it different? Like, in birthdays, like, why does the world stop for a birthday, you know, like... And it's been interesting working in hospice, 
um, and palliative care, you know, like people don't wait to die. People don't wait to get sick. People don't wait to have cancer. It just kind of happens when it happens. And so it's like to be able to build my life to a point where it's like if I need to run out on a Sunday afternoon to add massive value to somebody, that's the same to me as a Wednesday or a Friday or a Monday. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great to have boundaries and it's great to set family days, but like I love being able to take my son to school and connect with them there. You know, I love setting some time aside for myself to be at the gym and to be investing in my own body and keeping that sharp and um, have it really recharge me you know so I can impact as many people as possible like that's that's part of the magic yeah I think that's really great to mention because so many people get so focused on oh I just want to make this amount of money or I want to achieve this but then they kind of lose track on themselves and along mm-hmm. the way they'll get burned out and they'll never really end up reaching that goal because they didn't take time to fulfill other areas of their life so, right I like that because it's like you have to really look at the bigger picture and how can I help myself or help my others to fulfill different areas of my life and make my end goal but really focusing on my body and myself as a whole I like that a lot <laughs> I was I was uh, working through a course recently um, education is super important to me um we spent pretty close to 30% of our income this year on education. My wife and I made a plan to be able to do that. And it served us in such a huge way. Um, I was studying a guy named Jesse Elder, and he talks about um, the first day he bought a BMW, like, he had had it on its on his mind forever. Like for a while, he took the bus because he didn't have enough money for a car, mm-hmm. and he just visualized the day that he would have a car. And he was so grateful for like this old, like super old Honda Civic, and he was driving that around. And he's like, you know what? Like, I think I'm meant for more. And he went to this fundraiser, and it was at a BMW dealership that his buddy was doing. And like, he drove one for the first time, and it was just like, wait a minute, like life could be different and the way I feel about myself is different when I am in different environments I'm going to create this for myself every day so he finally got to the point where he funded his dreams he was ready to go on the Beamer brought it home pulled it into his garage first thing he says is like whoa my garage looks terrible and like it's not the environment that fits this car so I need to change my garage so he goes he cleans the whole thing feels better about that walks into his house he's like whoa house doesn't fit the garage or the beamer like it's time to organize my stuff and so it's like it was this chain effect where it was just like he felt inspired pardon me felt inspired and it just kept spiraling like out and out and out and out and over time like he's created this beautiful life for himself and he talks about like make sure you're seeing the big picture and like let what you love inspire you to continue growing and like improving your circumstances, you know, because it's like you feel different when you're in certain environments. You feel different when you dress like you matter. Like you feel different when you exercise your body on purpose consistently. You feel different when you drink super clean water and when you like eat a ton of vegetables and fruits and like high nutrition every day. Like it's so huge. And for me, it changes my thoughts. Like that's what's moved me through depression and anxiety is like thought diet 
when I've got all those habits in place, it completely changes what I think about myself, what I think about the people I love. It's been huge. Yeah. And so is that what kind of got you into music therapy is you noticed that that is what really brought out the best of you and what you truly loved or how did you find that? Yeah, it started in high school. Um, back to that idea, like I was, I had so many emotions I didn't know what to do with that I'd just go downstairs and like beat the snot out of the drums <laughs> for a while. And it was like, oh, that felt really good. Like that felt really healthy. And then I, um, where I was going to high school, they had a pretty, pretty healthy like drumline program, marching band kind of thing. And I got way mm-hmm. into that um, and really grew like as a leader not because I wanted to, it just was, like, natural. Like, I just love to see people grow. And, like, I had a mission, and a lot of people really flocked to that. Um, and so we just drummed a ton, and I ended up, like, dropping my calculus class to, like, teach the sophomore percussion class. And I just started, like, wow, like, there's so much to music, and I'm watching these people make all these changes in their lives through music and through the discipline they're gaining from, like, learning music all these connections happening and it's like super healthy um and so I kind of followed that path when I was going to college I um I started as a percussion major and they basically tell you to like go down in the basement and practice for like six hours a day and get good and I just felt like a waste to me like yeah come all about improvement but like what's the point and you know I was on stage with the wind symphony and the lights were super bright. I couldn't see any of the audience. And I was playing the triangle. And I was waiting forever. Because, you know, you know, it's like two dings per song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had this, like, existential moment. And I was like, why am I here? Like, isn't music meant for so much more than this? And that's what got me interested in music therapy. Um, I found there's, at Utah State, they've got a program... Um, that's essentially a double major between psychology and music. And so you go through and you credential really similar to like social work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the music side, so you've got some really powerful tools there. And it's been awesome. And that led me to like the coaching field. Because people can talk about their problems all day. But like until we talk about what we actually want to create, like that's yeah. <laughs> that's where it's fun. That's where it's energizing. That's where the fulfillment happens. Yeah. So when someone comes in and to work with you for music therapy, how are you how do you address like what instrument they want to play or do you have different instruments that they can use to kind of yeah. let out what they need to or Absolutely. So there's always an assessment just to see like what are their goals, like what are they interested in? Mhm. Um is it a case where you know, they've got a lot of stuff to work through therapeutically? Is it a case where, you know, they've got kids that have behavioral issues in school and they're working on attention span and things like that? Um, Do they have illness? I had a gal recently that was really hoping to serve an LDS mission, um, but was on these heavy anxiety meds. So they they said, you know, we won't be able, like you won't be able to serve while you're taking these meds. Like you could find a different solution. Mm-hmm. We'd love for you to serve, obviously, and we'll find a place, you know, wherever. And she's like, well, no, I want to go. I want to go abroad, and I'm I'm going to handle this. Um, so she came. And so depending on the goal, you know, her goal was, like, to function <laughs> day-to-day, like, regulate her emotions. 
um, to be able to go serve. And so depending on the, on the goal, um, we'll look at, you know, would songwriting serve you better? Do we want to look at song lyrics and some of your favorite bands on your Spotify or your Apple music playlist? Um, do we want to write songs together? Um, it's usually a combination of things, you know, are we going to drum together for emotional expression? Um, is there some kind of like self-soothing that you could do by playing acoustic guitar or by learning ukulele or by singing or you know getting in touch with your body that way so it's like we have all these tools and it's totally up to the individual as to like what they're interested in mm-hmm. and what's going to serve their goals yeah so do you have a favorite instrument that you like to use or <sighs> drums is my first love it kind of depends what mood i'm in so like rhythm feeds the body so like if my body's needing some love i'm kind of low energy like i'll go drum for a while and like generate some some awesomeness um melody feeds the heart so like when i go do hospice work it's almost always acoustic guitar and i'll sing um i go out to the va home once a month and sing we just did like a bunch of old Christmas songs that they're all excited about, you know, and like a lot of them, a lot of those Christmas songs were written for veterans, like for soldiers that were out in the field and their families were missing them mm-hmm. and they were missing their family. So like to sing those to the dudes that were like not home cause they were on a boat or like in a foxhole somewhere, like super meaningful. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wade fills my bucket, but yeah, I love acoustic guitar, love drums. Um, ukulele is fun. Those are probably my favorites. Yeah, I gave guitar a try for a little bit, and I never really picked it up. Like I worked at it a bunch, but it was never really something that like clicked with me, and I really fell in love with it. Yeah. But I'd like love to try something else sometime, and maybe see if something works well with me. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd have to try that. But um, earlier we were talking about national parks because I know that you're kind of an outdoors person. We were gonna go hammocking for this episode, but wind really wouldn't let that happen so do you have a favorite national park or area that you really like or again it's there's like such different beauty at different ones like i go to bryce and the scope of bryce just like blows me away and all the different shades of yellow and red and orange and high desert um when i go to zion that blows me away, like being in all the different canyons and places to explore in there. Um, I went out to Joshua Tree recently and that just felt amazing. <laughs> There's like, I think we went to the Baker Dam area. I think that's what it's called. Um, it's just super pretty, like all the different wildlife and stuff out there. Um, I really love the Tetons and Yellowstone. That's been great. Um, there are more that I want to get to for sure. I made a goal to go to a national park every month this year. Made it to parks every month except November. I just felt good, like self care. Yeah. Uh, Yosemite is probably my favorite if you've ever been there. I haven't been to Yosemite yet. It's on yeah. my list. That's one you gotta check out just because you get there and there's all, it's just all granite rock, you know? Right. And you stand up next to these giant cliffs like Half Done or El Capitan. And you look at them and you just realize like how much bigger they are than you. <laughs> and it's like really these small problems that you're having mm. are just small. And so it helps you like get away from anything and realize that it's really not 
things going on in your life isn't a big deal when you're comparing it to like these three thousand foot tall yeah. rocks. Like it's just, it's crazy to just get out there and look at all the trees and stuff like that. I definitely enjoy that. I love taking my clients out into nature. There's so many metaphors there. So many. It's just a place to get reconnected, like perspective, like you said. Like, oh, yeah, we get in these routines, you know, and it's like my problems get so big, you know, going into the office every day or going to school every day or whatever we're working on, you know, it's the same grind. But, like, to get out into nature and just, like, there are a few things that pull me into the present moment, like bird songs. Just, like, uh, pretty much always stop what I'm doing and just, like, take a breath, notice, listen, just think, like, yeah, there's so much more to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's just the craziest part is, like you said, those routines, you get in those routines, but then when you get out in nature and you're really thinking about it, you're like, why was that bothering me as much as <laughs> it was? I gave that so much weight. Yeah. Yeah. And you just let it consume you, but when you get out, you're realizing you're just, like, it really doesn't matter and you're okay to just let it go and move on. And that's what I love about going out, whether it's hiking or anything like that, is just a chance to breathe and get out. Yeah. And like reset almost. Do you have anything, like, a favorite thing to do on the weekend as far as getting out, maybe going on a hike, run? My thing, I just love to see new places. Mm-hmm. Like, I love to explore. Yeah, I love, love to see new locations and share those with my family. That's, that's probably my favorite thing to do. Yeah. And your family has, do you guys have a favorite place to go? I know I kind of already asked that, but I keep it varied. Like sometimes we'll, I mean, there's terrain out here in every direction. That's what I love about the St. George area. Yeah. It's like whether it's Zion or up towards the north of Pine Valley or like out to Snow Canyon or out to Gunlock Reservoir, or kind of headed out south. Like there's all sorts of cool red rocks around. My, we, uh, I thought I would, like, train my son to really love hiking. And he caught on pretty early that he, like, wasn't super interested in long hikes. And, you know, we tell him, like, they're short. And he's like, no, they're not. <laughs> um, so we do a lot of exploring now where it's, like, um, just leave it open, you know, to go boulder, to drop down and look at shapes. And that's been kind of cool for me you know, to break the habit of like needing to have a destination, like yeah. needing to get somewhere. Cause it takes a lot of times it kind of takes the fun out of it. Like, so just to explore different regions, we go to the Dixie rocks a lot. My son, mm-hmm. it's kind of just open to whatever we want to create there. Yeah. That's what I love about snowboarding is when you get out there and you're like, I'm up on Brian head. And of course it's like, it's fun to be on a snowboard, but really the, the best part is is just your phones. You don't have your phone on you. You're not paying attention to anything. It's just you, and you're just going, and you're doing whatever you want. Like, if you want to go over into these trees, you can. Or if you want to just stop and just hang out, you can. And there's just nothing else that matters when you're out there. Right. And that's what my favorite part about it is. is so I try to get out there at least once a week just to just relax, have a good time. Epic. Yeah. <laughs> Clean air up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was bummed I couldn't go yesterday because of the storm. <laughs> the roads weren't too good, but it's all right. I'm probably going to get up there in the next couple of days awesome. if I can. All right, well, anything else you want to address, talk about, anything on your mind? Just want to send love to whoever's listening and some hope. Like, 
my conviction, my witness, like my belief is that we very much create our own circumstance. We're always creating. I feel like that's a pillar of who we are as human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're not liking what we're creating, own it. And as soon as we own it, we have a chance to change it. Um, for me, it's I've had I've had I have had so much self judgment and so much self doubt on my entrepreneurial journey. Like it just doesn't serve. It just doesn't help anybody. Um, so just like to send more love is huge and yeah just encourage anybody listening like your dreams are possible keep dreaming them keep sending awesome energy towards what it is you really want to create guarantee it'll happen because like that's who we are as creators and if you'd love help like reach out Um, you can check out my website at www.com you can create.org or find me on Facebook, Daniel Adams. Uh, got a five step course right now to help folks come to peace with any like masculine wounds that they have and just create awesome relationships. Yeah, my jam's relationships. So if you'd love some help working on that, reach out. Love to help you get connected and get creating what you want. It's in reach. We just got to keep focusing on it. All right. Awesome. One thing we do have on this I'm starting to create is a reoccurring question. And the question yeah. is, if you like had a dead, you were given a deadline, you have one week left to live, what is going to happen in that week? If money's not an issue, just you just have one week, <sighs> what are your plans for that week? My first thought was I'd get to as many national parks as I could my second thought was I'd call my grandma and tell her I love her um, and reach out to the folks I love and just FaceTime them all and just share like my love for them um, I'd make skydiving a higher priority I know that's going to happen at some point what else I'd eat a ton of Thai food. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. It was great talking with you, Daniel. Had a great time. Learned a lot about you. And looking forward to doing this again sometime, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. Daily does everything. Love yeah. it. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you on the next one.